again with horror movie number four for 31 days of Halloween going strong day four movie four we don't have any hiccups this is a Shudder original called Teddy so here's the thing though Shudder originals have been very hit or miss for me with very very little in between and I am happy to report that Teddy was a big fat hit with its Carrie meets Beauty and the Beast via werewolf vibes that work on every single level. And that's what I found most surprising about Teddy, as it is somewhat marketed as a straight werewolf film, which makes total sense, but it is so very much more. At its core, like every monster film, is the notion of beauty and the beast, which is French, just like Teddy. And underneath every monster's skin lies some form of misunderstood humanity. The idea that you know, beneath the the ugliness of being a monster, there is some sort of humanity that's usually more pure than the humans that they go up against, you know, or, you know, in, in case, especially when the human ends up being the antagonist, they underneath are monstrous while appearing human on the surface and vice versa, the monster is monstrous and underneath is a human. And that, all of that stems from Beauty and the Beast, Right. Uh, in the case of Teddy, he is literally a lone wolf with no future, unlike all the other kids his age. So he's like this outsider. He dropped out of school. Everybody else is getting ready to go to college. But, you know, he has this girlfriend who he loves. And may, and as we would later, we later find out that that he loves her way more than she ever loved him. She she is growing up. She's in the normal stages of growing up and you know, she's into this type of heavy metal music that he's all about, and she's into him right now. And then, like, you know, she changes. Now I'm about rap. Now I don't love you anymore. That kind of thing. This theme of, of being a lone wolf with no future uh, runs very, very deep throughout the narrative and expresses itself in all sorts of thought-provoking symbolism uh, some of which, which some of which is very on the nose, but I, you know, I didn't really mind. I was I was okay with that. Another interesting thing that Teddy does so well is present the idea of lycanthropy as body horror. Uh, we don't often think of werewolf films in this way, and it is refreshing to spend more time watching the gradual changes as well as some new ones take place. Like for instance, he he, he starts developing hair on weird sort of vulnerable membranes. That's why I'd put it, vulnerable membranes of the human body. He has hairs growing out of his eyeballs. He has hair growing on his tongue. It's it's horrifying. You know, I think Ginger Snaps does a very good job of treating being a werewolf as sort of like a, more of like a body horror type thing. But uh, generally it's more about a full transformation into a different creature and not so much as my body is working against me as I transform and change into something that I maybe not want to change into. The ending shocked me a bit as it delivers carnage that I really was not expecting. I was quite impressed that most of the time we skip over the werewolf action and mainly revel in its aftermath. It's very effective as Teddy ends up going full on carry via werewolf attack at the end. And I think that it's done in part because the film doesn't want us to focus on the werewolfness and instead places special emphasis on the humanity of the story of being 
like a lone wolf, of being an outsider, of being a beast who covets beauty. That's the tragedy of the beauty and the beast. We come from two different worlds and we're two different things and yet I want you and I can't have you, you know, is the is sort of like the the trope, the the trope there. Eventually we get to a very sad, tragic, angry village mob ending. That's the thing, you know, they're looking, there's a lone wolf that's that's slaughtering, or they believe that there's a wolf that's slaughtering herds of, of livestock, and they basically put all the blame on on a literal lone wolf and that's what i mean by on the nose symbolism it's a literal lone wolf that teddy actually has an affinity for and that the mob the, the the villagers or whoever the townspeople they chase down the wolf that they believe to be doing these killings and there's a moment where teddy watches watches this happen from a, a grassy hill after his girlfriend rejects him and he cries, and it, you just tell that he really, he's not just crying about the girlfriend, he's crying because he relates to the wolf. Some notes that I have here, uh, there's some visceral transformative symptoms of being a wolf that just are, are really, really, really well done. He's fully aware that he is a wolf, too. Like, it doesn't seem, you know, he looks up at the moon. There are times where he looks up at the moon, he goes into a trance and strips down, and, you know, he himself is, like, killing the livestock as well. And you see him sort of in his human form doing it. Uh, something that I experimented with in, you know, I talked about this with the previously with uh, the wolf in Snow Hollow. It's so funny how this is like the third time where there's been like this, this concept that sort of, you know, touches on something that I had written 10 years ago that I thought was super original. But I see that, you know, people have been kind of like doing it, parallel ideal thinking, you know, whatnot. I'm just sad that I never made it myself and maybe I will someday. Uh, I love... The fact that he uses Wikipedia to look up his werewolfness. You know, he's like reading about what it is to be a werewolf. And Wikipedia is just straight up used as story exposition. And I just don't mind. It makes perfect sense. I feel like in any mon modern monster movie with the internet, we're not going to look at some like ancient leathery tomb. We're going to look at Wikipedia. It just works. When his girlfriend does eventually break his heart, it's with the painful truth. And I wrote here that sometimes the truth is most painful because it's real. And that's what, it, it's brutal, it brutalizes. And she says, I guess you just love me way more than I love you. And I'm not into that type of music anymore. And, you know, basically just chalking Teddy up as as nothing more than a face. As they're, they're graduating, they literally stand before at, at the bingo night, which is kind of like the prom night for Carrie. They're at this bingo night graduation ceremony and there's a sign in French and it says uh, something about to the future or the future. And that's very important because it sort of plays into what's going to happen next. I also noticed that she breaks up with him uh, as she stands behind a painting of horses and she's telling him to go away and he refuses, which makes me think of a line from the Rolling Stones, wild horses couldn't drag me away. Okay, so I wrote here, all the kids have a future, Teddy doesn't, and when he tries to make one with the girl, he's brutally rejected because he tells the girl, let's get married, or like, let's let's build a house together, and we can have some kids, and she just, that's when she rejects him. She's like, she's not into it at all. And when he goes full carry, he basically slaughters this, this room full of kids. And it's very similar to the way that he slaughtered all the livestock 
which means that the kids are sheep. That going through, going to this future, all of it, it's like you're just sheep and you're just in the rat race and yada, yada, yada. And, the, the, you know, there's the aftermath. When the aftermath begins, you see the, the, the sign for future, it falls. It literally falls. Again, on the nose symbolism, but totally works like so well. And just like the field full of sheep, everyone else gets murdered. You think, I wonder, and you know, we only see him as a werewolf for one shot. It's one shot. It's so perfect. It's so well done. We don't need to see like endless shots of werewolf carnage. We see that in every film. It's this, it's a perfect shot. And it's a shot where he's not even doing anything as the werewolf. He just sort of looks on at her, the girl, you know, everybody else is dead and he kind of backs away and you just get the feeling that he kind of knows what he's doing as the wolf and that there is humanity beneath that 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 wolf veneer. And it just, I don't know, it's really sad, man. It's a really sort of tragic thing. You don't feel bad for anybody but Teddy. At least, I don't know, I didn't. Um, and then at the end of the film, he's running. He's running from the authorities. He makes it back to, you know, he lives with his aunt, like this weird aunt. He doesn't have any... He doesn't have a mother and a father, and he lives with a strange guy. I'm not sure how they're related. Maybe I missed that at the beginning. And the guy, they welcome him back to at the kitchen table and pour him a bowl of cereal as if nothing has ha had happened, as if he hadn't slaughtered literally 100 people in this bingo hall. And it just goes to show that they accept him no matter what he has done or who he is because he's family. They see the humanity underneath. And then we get... This mob, the mob comes. It's just like, you know, Frankenstein, like classic Frankenstein, where the mob chases Frankenstein's monster into the, the windmill. In this case, it's their apartment, which is up some stairs. So they're rushing up the stairs and his whatever weird roommate, you know, caregiver guy uh, has a shotgun and helps him uh, up, you know, further into like this attic area. And at first you think like he's going to protect him. He's protecting him from the mob, this unconditional love. And then he does, he old yellers him. He puts him out of his misery. He He's a rabid dog that needs to be put down just like old yeller. And that's what happens. He shoots, he shoots Teddy and Teddy dies. And he's very sad. It's very, very sad. And then we get this little button on the end that just really wraps up the whole thing in a nice little bow. It's a very simple story. It's not... You know, it, it, the, it, the way it handles the material might be unique and great and fresh, but it's not like doing anything out of the box new. And that is reflected, you know, in the end, we get this little button. The only survivor from the bingo hall is the girlfriend. She is, she's alive. And we see on the back, on her back, she has the same werewolf scratch that Teddy suffered. So Teddy... When he went goes to the bingo hall, it kind of reveals maybe he wanted to kill all the other kids, but he it was all about making her like him so that they could have a future together, so that they could, you know, find a way to be together in the future. And it's just really, really sad. Really, really good film. I mean, I gave this uh, four and a half stars on Letterboxd. Really, it, it deserves five. I might change it to five. It's just that good. And like I said, one of the best things, along with this other thing called Game of Death, I think it's called, one of the best things I've seen on Shudder yet, like period, especially of the Shudder original stuff. Like just 
Bravo shutter, really. Um, this is, so far we've had four really, really, really solid films uh, to begin this 31 days of Halloween. Let's keep up the momentum. I'll see you tomorrow night with another entry.